You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mitchell scored seven of the last ten. Little step back three on the way, and Donovan Mitchell, he dropped Grant Williams. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Zach Price on the BetQL Audio Network. Another big game for Donovan Mitchell last night. This is BetQL Daily. We are on Twitter at BetQL Daily. You can watch us, radio.com slash BetQL Daily. As always, listen live on the radio.com app and live on the Bet1430 in Denver. Weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 Eastern, 8 to 11 a.m., Mountain time. We want to bring it onto the show as we continue the NBA conversation. Michael Gallagher at Mike S. Gallagher on Twitter, senior NBA analyst for Establish the Run. And Michael, let's uh, let's kick off with uh, that highlight we just heard from last night. Um, Twenty and five, best record in the NBA. The Utah Jazz. Uh, throughout most of the year, people are saying, "Okay, is this real? Are the Jazz real?" I'll flip it on you. What are the Jazz missing right now? Not much. I mean, they don't have the deepest rotation, so I think what would hurt them most would be an injury. Uh, we saw they missed Boyan Bogdanovich a little bit in the postseason. That probably undid them uh, against the Nuggets. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they've got a really good offense. Donovan Mitchell, being an on-ball guy, has really grown. And what has really stepped up the most with him has been his passing, I feel like. And he's been hitting shooters in great spots. Don't forget, Mitchell was a baseball guy as a kid. He didn't really get into basketball until his later team. So, he was really not really uh, a good passer. And his last four starts as a point guard, he's been tremendous. So him growing more and being able to initiate the offense is Mike Conley, who was a disaster last year as a catch-and-shoot guy compared to where he normally is. He's been really good. He was really good that last year in his brief time with the bubbles was away with, with the team for a little bit uh, for the birth of his child. But, um, yeah, Gobert's playing great offense. He's been much better as a screener, too. So they've got this whole little – kind of one one five slash two five pick and roll and then hitting open shooters kind of down pat and it's been really hard to cover since so many of these guys can hit open threes defensively they, that was kind of an issue earlier defensively but they've really been better defensively uh as they've been kind of, kind of able to cover up they've been picking the right spots on the blitz guys and yeah just overall they've been um, for good reason looking like the best team in the nba right now yeah um you know mike what what do you think of Royce O'Neal's been playing bigger minutes this year. What kind of impact do you think he's had on the the them having the best record in the NBA? Yeah, he's just been a straight 3 and D guy, you know, the classic know-your-role type player. He's not going to go out there and score a bunch of points. But he, we saw him last year, too, when Boyan was out. They he, he made a lot more plays on ball. He could distribute pretty well. He's just a really solid NBA player, and he gives them kind of the old traditional glue guy uh, aspect of it. And he can play big minutes as a great athlete, so... Um, yeah, definitely uh, just a, a really good fit to the piece of the puzzle here. 
It was interesting when you mentioned uh, Donovan Mitchell's passing because I know uh, I don't know about you, Joe, but I know I ran into a brick wall trying to bet his under assist this year starting out of the <laughs> gate. Uh, it was about under uh, four and a half. And I kept, you know, my model kept saying, go under on Donovan Mitchell under five assists. And uh, no, not this year. He's a different player. Uh, Mike, uh, how about another player that's been impressive so far? And and this one more recently, and I think is a lot more than people were expecting at this stage in his career. Let's go to the Charlotte Hornets. They're back in action tonight. Uh, LaMelo Ball, uh, seven threes the other night. He's now the third player, 19 or younger, to have 20 points, 10 rebounds, five assists at a game, joining LeBron and Luka. A uh, pretty impressive company there. So I know we don't really look at the divisions in the NBA much, but they're tied for the lead in the Southeast with Atlanta. And you could find the Hornets at 8-1 to one right now to win the division. I, I know a lot of people are waiting on Miami to get healthy, get it all back together, great coaching. We know what they can do. But do you think the Hornets actually have a shot at winning the Southeast? I think so. And – I said last week on the, on the show that they're kind of a, a sleeper team because they're playing such better defense. And actually, just to, to, to kind of roll into a game I like today, I like them against the Grizzlies today quite a bit. Lamelo um, has really grown up as a shooter. He's uh, 59 effective field goal percentage on catch-and-shoot shots. That's above average for a guy that supposedly had no jumpers. And, I mean, he's just finding guys all day. And he's just really hard to guard, pulling up like almost like Dame range got a ton of confidence. He's just shooting it so, so confidently. Uh, and then just beyond the mellow, uh, Terry Rozier has been awesome. Uh, he really pressures the ball well. He's actually second in the league on catch and shoot shots at 72.1 effective field goal percentage. is just crazy good. He was good last year too, so not necessarily an entire fluke, certainly not sustainable at, at that clip, but he's been awesome. They've been just locking down pick and roll ball handlers. So Jaws in a, kind of a bad spot today. They are by far allowing the fewest pick and roll handler points at 8.7 per game. Next closest is like 13. Um, so they're doing a really good job. Um, just in the matchup today, the Grizzlies defense can't really defend right now. Um, so I think they're going to be able to put up pretty good points. Uh, as Lamelo still has a mild cap on his minutes, but he's still you know playing spots here when James Brager wants to unleash him. Mike, could we be seeing um, last year's Rookie of the Year, John Moran, against potentially this year's Rookie of the Year, LaMelo Ball? What do you think his chances are uh, the way, you know, things are going and trending towards? Yeah, I mean, he's got to be the heavy, heavy favorite. Uh, just the way he's played the last couple of weeks. I think mm -hmm. probably next closest would be, would be Tyrese Halliburton, who's been fantastic. But, yeah, I mean, we kind of throw our records out when we're looking at Rookie of the Year. So, yeah, I mean, I would take – I don't know what his odds are, but I mean, they've, they've got to be pretty good in the minuses. He looks like he's almost got it locked up, but James Weissman really falling off there after his hot start. Um, and, but Tyrese Halliburton has probably been the best quote steal of the draft. If you don't count LaMelo, who in hindsight right now, looks like he definitely should have went first. Our guest, Michael Gallagher at Mike S Gallagher establish the run. This is BetQL daily on the BetQL audio network and uh speaking of a couple young superstars pitted up against one another tonight we've got atlanta and dallas uh three and a half point spread mavs are favored there trey young and luka Doncic. uh what, what are you expecting in this one the total is 232 and a half yeah so the Mavs defense has been historically bad over their last seven or eight games so i think atlanta could definitely put some points on the board and then these teams played each other a couple weeks ago and one thing that really struck me was in the second half, they trapped Luka and blitzed him so hard. 
and took the ball out of his hands to get other guys to create. But Lucas still was able to have a pretty good impact in the game. Cam Reddish did a pretty solid job on him. Um, didn't have a quite pop-in offensive game for Luca, But, um, yeah, it's just, it's just comes down to uh, overall defense for uh, the Mavs. So sort of like the over. And I think the, the Hawks can, can get theirs, and I think they have the ammunition to kind of keep Luca in check. Luca actually struggled against Josh Akogi in what was one of the better matchups he's seen. He's seen mostly tougher matchups with Dante Murray and some other guys that have been kind of able to slow him down. But um, he's not driving as much. Meanwhile, Trey is driving a ton. Um, and he's been a little inefficient, and um, I, I think yeah, this should be a pretty good game. But I think I like Atlanta just by a little bit here. Do you have any favorites? As I, I know, you focus a lot on the fantasy, but we can bring that over to player props uh, on the NBA card. Any favorites uh, that you like for this evening with this nine-game card? I haven't looked at the props. Sorry, if you throw a couple at me, I'll, I'll tell you what, what do you think. If you've got a couple that you're looking at. Well, just just as far as guys that you expect to uh, exceed expectations tonight, that you'll be all over in fantasy. Oh, okay. Um, let me see. I like. Uh, I think. Well, Kawhi's probably a really good start. Um, we saw Ty Lue said that he was um, kind of worn down, so they actually kind of took him off the air in Fox to let him kind of focus on his offense. Paul George is still out. Pat Beverly is probably back, which is probably a good thing because Reggie Jackson shoots more than Pat Beverly does. And I think mm-hmm. Kawhi could really take care of Josh Okogie. He's been just pretty, pretty, pretty good overall. Um, so yeah, I definitely Kawhi is a, a key guy that you want to start with. Chris Paul's probably back today. Uh, he rested, or it was it was called hamstring in an in injury, but um, he's he's been um, you know he may be limited. Devin Booker's played great, and I'm not really too worried about the Bucks defense overall. And I think uh, Nikola Jokic could be really good um, against a, a, a cash front court that gets just shredded. Uh, by bigs, really bad at putbacks, stopping putbacks. Um, and yeah, I, I like Darius Baisley always, uh, especially with Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um, I'm going to do the so he would be kind of a guy that his price has gone up in DFS, but certainly um, looking at the Thunder with an eight man rotation, you could definitely look at those guys. Mike, you mentioned uh, Tyrese Halliburton. He's been playing fantastic, and y'all just mentioned Aaron Fox. How do you see these two playing uh, playing out for the future for the Kings? They're both point guards. Yeah, I mean, Halliburton can guard a lot of guys, and they like having extra ball movement. And really, before, the Kings are playing better now. They, they almost had the game against the Sixers yesterday. But, um, yeah, just having additional ball handers is kind of the new trend right now. And you can stagger them. And they've closed with Halliburton almost all the time, whether it be Bagley coming out or somebody else. It's usually been Bagley who's suffered the most when the Kings are playing a tight game, the guy just makes so many plays. So um, his, again, like LaMelo, the guy had no jump shot and he doesn't even really jump, but um, the guy, he just makes so many plays. Uh, well, De'Aaron Fox, he has, they decided like, okay, hey, De'Aaron, just drive every time. And since they've been doing that, he has really been showing, he, he's capable. He's a little inefficient about five, six, seven, eight games ago, but he's starting to turn the corner now. And now you're seeing these big scoring spikes. And just like, oh, Mike, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, Joe. Just like uh, uh, Lomelo and, and the Hornets, they're playing with those all those point guards together, and it seems to be working. Yeah, they really like that. James Brego, we've seen uh, – Devontae Graham's out today with that groin injury, but he said he likes that look. He said he likes to play Gordon Hayward at the four and just putting all these ball handlers out there. And, again, Terry Rozier's almost been like a um, – almost like a 3-and-D guy, but he can't create on his own. So, he yeah, is having that additional pressure um, to put on defenses to make switches and make uncomfortable decisions. Um, should be really, really helpful. Uh, and, yeah, we'll see 
how the, the Nets do with all their ball handlers uh, as they need defense uh, badly uh, with their pretty ugly losing streak right now. With Michael Gallagher established the run, Mike, you mentioned uh, earlier in the conversation that you like Charlotte getting three and a half, rather, uh, I believe they're getting four against Memphis. Were there any other sides or totals that you like this evening? I kind of like the Suns-Bucks total, uh, the under of it, because these two teams, they're really good at slowing down offenses. They're first and third in time allowed for possession. Both these teams are number one and number two in transition points allowed. They get back great. Um, and the, the Suns are really good at limiting three-pointers. So without Drew Holiday there, I think they could kind of you know limit Bryn Forbes who had a pretty good game. So I think the Suns – I like the Suns also – but um, I like how Devin Booker's playing, too, as well. And he's been playing better at home, so he likes the crowd. So I like the under more than I like the Suns. But I do like the Suns um, to make it really close today against the Bucks. You know, I find the MVP conversation so interesting. And it, we're still very early into the season. But something I've noticed, Mike, when we that people that we bring on the show or just what I'm reading out there, what I see on television is – a lot of your traditional NBA beat guys or just guys that cover the league, they are all over LeBron to win the MVP. And then when you talk to people who uh, take a dive into the numbers more, or like the basketball reference, they run their own MVP rankings uh, with their own set of numbers, and they have Jokic running away with it. Where do you stand right now? I'm still on Team Joker. Uh, just the stats are great. And this, the Nuggets aren't. Nuggets losing Garrett Harris all of a sudden has really slowed them down defensively. They've been really bad. Side note, uh, Nuggets, Cavs, over, I kind of like today. Um, and I like Jokic. Okay. I mentioned Jokic briefly. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Joker just – he's also been so, so durable too. But the way he handles it, he's elite in paint touches, elbow touches, like all the touches categories. He's so valuable. He's efficient. So, obviously, everyone talks about Westbrook. But Jokic is a very, very efficient scorer while Westbrook was not. Uh, on top of the turnovers Westbrook had. So I still lean Joker, but LeBron, especially when we saw what LeBron did the other night without AD when he really took over in a, a really, really tight overtime game against the Thunder. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it would be, if I had to rank him, it would be Joker just ahead of LeBron and then just ahead of Joel Embiid, who also continues to play lights out um, despite missing four games. Yeah, it's going to be a fun race. Michael Gallagher, senior NBA analyst for Establish the Run. Mike, thanks uh, for jumping on, and uh, best of luck with your calls tonight. Thanks so much. Anytime. Good stuff there from Mike Gallagher. Uh, so that means Embiid's winning it, right, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're going to keep trading and passing the torch until uh, someone runs away with it. Uh, yeah. See what happens. Yeah, it's definitely a three-person race right now. But it, it looks like it's shaping up like it's going to be a pretty good one. Pretty good one. Are you involved in that at all? you have anybody in the race? So um, I'm watching it last year. I had LeBron uh, came in second. I think um, LeBron looks great right now. Joker's numbers. I think Denver, if they pick up the wins, I think Joker's going to get it. Uh, LeBron's going to have a lot to say about that. He played phenomenal the other night in a comeback win against the Thunder. They played tonight. We'll see um, with eight when AD comes back. But LeBron, I mean, you, you got to be crazy to bet against that guy, I think.